Hello there, and thank you so much for dialing us up for another edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. On this edition of the old podcast, we're uh, firing up the podcast machine to tell you about the smells. You smell that? Mm. Get it out of your house, especially if you're trying to sell that thing, but especially, too, if you're having Christmas company. Yeah. Uh, the four cents that'll kill the deal. That is on this edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, Global Real Estate Advisor, Dave Johnson. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. Boy, I would love to tell you what episode we're on, but I don't remember. I don't know. Matter of fact, I can actually look it up here. Uh, I'm amazed how many uh, listeners, I've talked about this before, I'm amazed how many listeners we have from not only the United States, which was the plan and the goal, but from all over the world. It's just insane. But uh, this is episode number 16, as a matter of fact. And uh, just want to, again, thank you for dialing us up and uh, checking us out. And let me look up. I'm going to look up some of the countries. I've talked about this before, but some of the countries that uh, are tuning in to the podcast. It's just insane. Let me go to our most listened to podcast, which is the biggest no-no when selling your home. That was episode number 44. We've got listeners for that one, just as an example, in Chicago, in Reno, of course, which is where I'm from, which makes sense. Thank you for listening, my Renoites. Uh, Also in Virginia, in Oregon, in Washington State, in England... Folkestone, England, which I don't know where that is, but I'm going to have to visit. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We got Arkansas. We got North Carolina. And that's just from that episode alone. So it's uh, very nice to see the international flair on uh, the podcast. That's uh, very cool. I just looked up another one. Um, I don't even know what kind. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Wow. I just looked up. Uh, a couple of people looking and uh, listening in Saudi Arabia. We got uh, France. Unbelievable. So anyway, I just want to say thank you. It's certainly uh, the time of year to kind of reflect on a just horrendous 2020 in a lot of ways. But honestly, like the best thing in my opinion is to focus on the good that came of the year. Uh, I'm lucky I've got a healthy wife. I've got two healthy kids that are uh, fun to have around. They're crazy, but uh, it's fun. And uh, yeah, well, we dealt with a lot of uh, tough stuff this year, including COVID-19 uh, and many other things, uh, honestly. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I try to focus on the positives of that. And one of the positives of the year is all of the people that have been uh, tuning into the podcast. So that is certainly appreciated. So, uh, as we get started, I actually just had a little bit of a freak out there because it looked like we were not recording anymore, but we're going, we're rolling, let's go. So, today we're going to talk about uh, the four scents that will kill a deal. Scents as in smells, not scents as in pennies in your pocket. 
uh, pennies. Is that Lincoln? I am stupid. I think it's Lincoln. I don't have any... I don't have any pennies in my desk. Anyway, I think it's Lincoln. Lincoln. Or is it... Yeah. I think... Anyway. I'm have to... I'm stupid. Real stupid. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so, the four cents that'll kill the deal... Uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna Google right now who's on the penny yeah okay Lincoln whoo I literally you know it was one of those questions where if, if you're asked it uh, as a hundred dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire you're like oh I'm 99.9 percent .9 sure it's Lincoln but I'm having second th second uh, thoughts now anyway so the four cents that'll kill the deal clearly. I'm uh, strange today, so sorry about that. Uh, but let's just talk about the... Because the, I've talked about this a hundred different times, a hundred different ways, is the goal of... The goal you should have when you're listing your house to sell it is to make people feel welcome. Make them feel at home. Make them envision themselves living at your home. And one of the biggest turnoffs that you can uh, ever experience, and I and I haven't run into it quite honestly very much. It seems to be a thing, you know, from the '80s and '90s. But if you walk into a home, whether it's you know a private showing or an open house or whatever it may be, if you walk in and smell cigarette smoke, a lot of people will walk right back out. Because that's clearly one of those smells that are difficult to get out of the house. It will live with you forever. Now, you may get lucky and you may find a smoker who's not bothered by that smell. But a huge percentage of potential buyers that are out looking at homes will be immediately turned off by that nasty scent. Sorry, if you're a smoker... You need to do it outside or something, but if you are putting your home on the market, you really need to alleviate that stench from your home, and that is very difficult to do. It takes several coats of paint. It can, uh, inside, it takes several, it may even have you be forced to replace the carpet in your home because it's so stank. So, sorry smokers, if you are in that category, you really need to take a hard look. And by the way, you probably can't even smell the smoke, so don't even rely on your own nose because it's amazing how, uh, I've told this story before, I think, but uh, my best friend in Kansas City, he used to work in an ink factory. And he worked in the office part, but still, the place stunk to high heaven like ink. Like, I walked in, and it was like, oh, wow, I'm walking into a Sharpie. Uh, but it was kind of nice. But he had no clue, because he was so used to it. And it's the same with smokers. You don't have the ability to smell smoke because you're so used to it. So if that's you know something you do, oh boy, it's gonna be. It can be very difficult to sell that house. So you better make sure it is priced right, or it's gonna sit on the market for a very, very long time. But uh, if you do have that uh, you know smell permeating your walls, you better do something to get rid of it because it is uh, just rough. Okay, and especially while your house is on the market, if you're not, if you don't. If you're not in the habit of smoking outside, get in the habit. 
You shouldn't have ashtrays laying around. You shouldn't have any smoking going on in the house because it just lingers in there. So don't do it. Please don't do it. All right, that's number one on the list. Siggies. The Siggies. No more Siggies. Uh, Number two on the list is it usually only happens in one part of the house, but it can be a deal breaker. It can freak people out. I've witnessed it myself. And that is musty, moldy, mildewy smell. And usually, obviously, originates in the basement or the downstairs. So if you've got that going on, you'll want to uh, get that uh, either looked at or taken care of. There are you know pieces of equipment that can help absorb that moisture scent in the air. Because if you're smelling it, there is moisture in the air. If that makes sense. So if you're smelling uh, or you can sense the humidity in especially a downstairs area, there are ways to get rid of that. So take a good look at that and make sure you don't have a bigger problem you know, behind a wall. I, I think I've told this story before, but uh, my office is that I'm at right now is downstairs in our home. And there's a bedroom right behind me, and uh, the downstairs living room is directly in front of me. So I'm kind of between. And But in the bedroom behind me, in the closet of that bedroom, directly above that is our kitchen, our kitchen sink. And the closet had all kinds of junk in there, so we didn't see it until way after. But probably six months after, we realized there was a leak there uh, from the kitchen Uh, sink downstairs it had created this mildewy moldy musty smell that was just gross and the wall was black with mold so that was fun had to get the old remediation folks out for that one and uh, that was not pretty so it's just something where if you smell that smell and you definitely know that smell if you smell that smell it usually is the sign of a problem Uh, It can be a very minor problem, it can be a very major problem, but it can turn buyers off who don't, but they're not interested in finding out if it's a small problem or a big problem, they just want out. So if you have that issue, get uh, go. you can go to the hardware store, you can go, click on Amazon or whatever you want to do, but there are things that kind of suck up that moisture that you can put in there. They look like little cartridges that uh, can help get rid of and it kind of absorb that moisture. So I wouldn't suggest, uh, you know, trying to cover it up with sprays or other things. Uh, but you definitely want to kind of take care of it at the source. So check to see if there's any major problem and then also get some of those cartridges to help, uh, soak up some of that moisture that's down there. Okay. So that's number two on the list that, uh, musty mildew smell, you definitely want to take care of. And you'll find that in a lot of older homes in the Midwest, especially um, just because it's a very moist environment with the humidity in the summertime. And it can definitely have that uh, cause that musty and mildewy smell. So you want to definitely make sure that is taken care of. Number three on the list, those pet odors. Oh, boy. I've, I think I've talked about my first listing ever. Uh, nightmare house, nightmare client, unfortunately. Uh, got it sold, though, and uh, she now lives in Baltimore. 
Uh, she was less than desirable to work with, that's for sure. Uh, tried my best to take care of her. Uh, went above and beyond, you know, trying to help her. Actually, I physically moved many things from the house because she was older and definitely set in her ways. But the bottom line is, the point of this story is, she had a huge pet odor problem in the house. And we're talking, um, you know, carpets worn down to almost nothing. Uh, that house just honestly needed a gut job because of the smells. And I would bet that the, the new owners basically did that, uh, when they moved in, uh, pet odors are the same as, you know, the cigarettes and the musty mildew smell. They will send buyers running for the hills because like I talked about with that cigarette smell, it is next to impossible to get those uh, smells out. Uh, cats going potty in your house, that obviously has a distinct smell that is very difficult to get rid of. So if you have those smells, oh boy, uh, try to take care of them as best you can. Uh, try not to cover them up with artificial uh, scents because it just masks the problem and people can still smell the source problem, which is those pet odors. So if you've got that, start airing out the house now. Start repainting, replace carpets, get everything out if you can, and kind of start over because that scent will be stuck on the craziest of things. You think, you know, you can replace the carpet you can paint every wall in the inside of your house, but if this, if you still, you'll still have smells emanating from you know couches and pillows and furniture and all that stuff. So you really kind of just have to start over. And I'm talking full gut job. Get everything out of there, and you may have to live in a staged home for a while or whatever. But if you've got those pet odors, oh boy, it can be a big, big problem. So. You want to get it, to, you know, cleaned, professionally cleaned if you can. Um, and if you're not going to replace the carpets, boy, you better plan on having them professionally shampooed and cleaned probably three times. And I'm not even kidding. Three times in a week just to try to make a difference with those uh, pet odors. So, you know, not everybody has pets. And when you've got buyers walking into your home who maybe don't have pets, they smell that scent instantly and you may get lucky like if you have uh, a family if there's light pet odors and the potential homeowners the potential buyers for your home uh, have pets they may not notice it nearly as much as someone who has no pets or maybe is allergic to pets it actually can be a very dangerous or you know uh, new it can be a nuisance to live in a property if you have allergies to certain pets it's just it's a it's a very tough deal so you want to make sure that uh you get rid of those and it's not an easy thing to fix that's for sure so that's number three on the list as we continue through the four cents that'll kill the deal number four though i've kind of alluded to twice now and that is candles and plug-ins people I think are amazed at that, that I'm saying I'm. this is one of the four scents that can kill a deal. Yes, candles and plug-ins, any of those smells that are trying to mask something else, those can, and I emphasize the word can, be problems. 
What I mean by that is, if you've got a you know normal, typical house, no major smell issues, and you've got one candle on in the kitchen, it's not what I'm talking about here. That's fine. No big deal. But I've had, I actually had this happen, a home that I sold, uh, I think, uh, middle of this year, because it was in the middle of COVID. Uh, but it was a nice, lovely home in a suburb of Reno here, and there were no, I think they had pets, but they kept them outdoors, because they had a dog run, and they had like a heated dog house, and all this, the whole setup for the dogs. But so the dogs, they had dogs, but they weren't inside very much. It was clear, like when I walked in, there were no pet odors. Um, but they did have plugins everywhere, and it was the one of the most uh, commented on things at this house because I did, geez, I think I did seven, six or seven uh, open houses at this house that was my listing, and it came up repeatedly almost every single person was like oh that smell is overwhelming and while some people love you know those plug-ins or freshener sprays or candles whatever that's fine but if you are overdoing it it is an instant turnoff so if you have sense that you are trying to cover up or kind of mask don't overdo it with the candles and the plugins. Go to the source and get rid of those smells first. So if you've got, you know, thank you. If you've got uh, cigarettes smells that you're trying to mask with the plugins or candles or whatever, no, get rid of that cigarette smell and make sure you have kind of a baseline of no smells. And then if you want to add a candle one or a plugin or whatever, great. That's fine. No problem, but it's those homes, and I've walked into many where they have plug-ins in every plug, or they've got you know four candles, whether it's the same scent or different scents. I've seen both, but if you've got that, it is number one. It's offensive to a lot of people, uh, offensive to their senses, not you know, not their you know attitude or anything, but it's 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 offensive to their senses, but also it. It sends the message like we're trying to hide something here. And it may not be the case. It may just be that you like plugins. And I really think that's the house that I was just talking about that had all the plugins where I did the open houses all the time. There weren't any smells coming from the house. It's just that I think the the sellers of that house really liked, you know, the scent of that plug-in or whatever it was, and it, it just was too much for most people. It's like, you know, grandma, you know. Grandma wearing too much perfume. Oh my lord! I still remember, you know, any time I would hug my grandma, I would smell like her for three days. And I'm not exaggerating. It was like she wore so much of that nasty perfume, whatever it was. It was like, oh, and that's you just don't want to mask, you know, odors with those plugins and candles. So avoid it if you can. You know, using one or two is okay. Any more than that, it looks like, again, a problem. And, and speaking of odors, you've heard this before, but if, you, if you're maybe having an open house from you know noon to three at your house you know, trying to sell, have the realtor go buy a tube of uh, cookie dough 
and literally put cookies in the oven at like 11.45, you'd be shocked at having that positive scent in your home, how much it makes people feel at home. It's a cliche that, you know, like, oh, I bake cookies for the open house. But a lot of agents actually do that. They use the oven and they turn it on and they cook it up uh, because it makes the house smell so welcoming. And it's and it's uh, a real smell. It's not, you know, a, a candle that has chocolate chip cookie smell. Uh, no, that's not what we're looking for. So that's one thing you can do to go on the positive side of it. But uh, we've been talking about the four scents that'll kill a deal, the four smells that'll kill the deal. One that will really help is baking up some chocolate chip cookies, uh, even popcorn. Uh, if you want to whip up a couple batches of, uh, you know, my, even microwave popcorn is fine. It gives that scent of, oh, I feel at home. You know, I feel welcome. Don't burn the popcorn because you don't want to be that person that burns the popcorn. I've had that happen so many times at work where in the past, like at TV and radio stations, the, the smell of burnt popcorn is similar to pet odors. It takes like six weeks to get rid of. Ugh. Well, there you go. The four cents that'll kill a deal. Hopefully that'll help you get your house sold quickly. If you have any of those issues with scents, get rid of them first before you before you try to mask them because masking them only makes it worse uh hopefully you can uh, tell a friend about the podcast would certainly appreciate it uh especially if they own a home this is uh, great information for people who maybe don't want to sell right now but are thinking about it in the next one two three four five years whenever it's a good information to have in the back of your mind to make sure you get the most cash when you sell your home. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you later. Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.